Hello, and welcome to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're going to be talking about when you're watching Only Murders in the Building, Season 2. Uh, this is a really fun series. Uh, this was a really fun season that just happened. Um, I, I watched Season 1. It's all on Hulu. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, major spoilers for this podcast. Uh, podcast episode so definitely go uh watch it both seasons are really good um this the first season how it ended and how it kind of all played out was really fun i really enjoyed it a lot i love the dynamics between the characters even though i can kind of find sometimes find it annoying or kind of like boring at times but or they go a little too far with it you know there's some character tropes that you can kind of look over and there's some of them where it's kind of like, okay, this is a bit much, but I like it. You know, I think that the comedy is really um, minimal as opposed to the mystery of it all and the the drama, which I, I do enjoy. And a little bit of comedy here and there makes me laugh and have fun. So I do and do enjoy that. So for season two, picks off right after season one. And I have to say, I was really excited to see how it would all like... You know, what happens next? What's the next step? So after I started uh, watching the show, I was just kind of like, okay, okay, now what, now what, now what? Uh, I was really excited to see everybody come back and a few new cameos that I was a little, I was a little skeptical on. When I saw it, I was like, what in the world are they thinking? What What is going on? But they were very minimally involved or didn't really matter all that much I guess I, I, I don't know the best way to phrase it but I have to say this is a big build off of the first season I really enjoyed how they kept me interested even though it's the same setting it's the same building uh, and they always found a new way to make it interesting so I want to start off by talking about the main cast members, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, they were all great. They they really uh, carried on their characters perfectly without feeling like they were... Uh, they found a way to kind of reinvent them or to carry on what they were working on in the first season because the first season kind of just lays it out all out for you. but And then it's kind of like if the next season doesn't kind of carry it on well, then the show kind of topples down. But they did it in an interesting way that gave them a little bit more depth moving forward and uh, going back uh, to to where they started in the last season. So what I, in particularly, who I really, really liked this season was Selena Gomez, uh, Mabel. Oh my gosh, because she's at the center of it all, you know, supposedly... Bunny dies in her apartment, and she's the only suspect. And she look, she has all her blood on her, and there's no nobody else there. So who could have done it but her? You know, she's the prime sus suspect. Uh, and it was just kind of fun to see, like, did she get framed, or who else killed her? Was it all coincidence? And they really dive deeper into who she is and her family background uh, with her father, because she used to get these. Cause I was always confused by the end of it, like when the show, when this season started, and she started go talking about what happened, and she couldn't give the full details. She didn't remember everything, and I was kind of like, okay, that's a cop out. Like all of it's just a blur, you know. But it actually turned out to be uh, sort of a trauma response from when she was younger with her father, 
and she kind of blacks out to ignore all of the bad things that happen, you know, all of the, the bad memories that she may have. And that carries on into who she is as an, as an adult, you know. When bad things happen, she kind of blurs it all out and it goes goes missing. And I like that it didn't... It made sense when you continued on with the show. If you were just like, oh, she just doesn't know, whatever, and you give up, like, the first three episodes, you're kind of like, oh, whatever, you know. But as you move on and you finish the rest of the story, it all makes sense. And it's really, really cool. Um, Martin Short is also really funny. I think that he's eccentric and weird and he says kind of some wild stuff sometimes, but you expect that from him. And Steve Martin just continues to be really loving and caring while also being really smart and focused. You know, he, he kind of has his own thing going on. Uh, they're restarting Brazos, the, the show that he was an actor on in the uh, in the show and they just made it seem so crazy and wacky to like give him something outside of it while also uh, while also showing his comedic side in it because I find that him as the character in this show isn't as totally funny I mean he's definitely comical and he has his moments but there are also moments where it's like I want it to be a little bit more goofy, I guess, in the same way that maybe Martin Short isn't. But they they showed that off when they were doing the Brazos remake and how he could kind of just be crazy and silly and, and funny and all that stuff. And I enjoyed that. And his connection with, his, with Lucy, who's this uh, girl that he's like a father to, and in the story and how their relationship works out with one another. And I like I like that. I like seeing him as seeing him as like this father figure and that moving to Mabel and to Martin Short's character about his son who is actually not really I mean it's his son, but it's not technically his son. It's not his biological son. It's actually Nathan Lane's character who is uh who had an affair with uh, Martin Short's wife in the show so it turns out he's not only the father to the 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 deaf guy from last season he's actually also the father to Martin Short's son because the, they had to do a project for his son his grandson's science fair project was like a family tree and they did like ancestry and they found out that through the DNA that uh he wasn't technically his son, and that was that was crazy. Uh, I was like, that just doesn't seem, you know, it didn't fit. I was just kind of, I was like, oh man, this is a surprise twist. But I did, I did like it. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cute, and I thought it talked about the real dynamics. It's not about blood. It's about who's actually there for you and who actually cares for you. And I, I really like that a lot. Uh there's another cameo, I guess, surprise appearance. I don't know, guest appearance maybe. But she's a, she's definitely a side character. And she does a great job in this. Uh, Cara Delevingne. I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. She's, she's Selena's friend. They're going to do a little bit here. And then that's going to be it. But she was actually a lot more involved. And maybe 
will continue to be. I don't I don't know how far her character will go, but I like the I like the as Martin Martin Short says it in the in the show. He's just like uh, it's very hip to be bisexual these days. It's so funny that they went that route for Mabel because I was so sure they were going to continue the relationship with her with the person from last season. I forget his name. Oscar, I think it is. And uh, they didn't, you know. I don't know if the actor had other commitments or just it felt stale or didn't feel right, but I definitely liked that part. I definitely liked that she was uh, dating again or, or out there, you know, trying to find uh, romance. And I thought it was cool that it was with her friend in, like, real life and stuff. And they were able to have good chemistry. I thought that it felt very cute and cool and not in any way, shape, or form like, you have to do this together. It felt just kind of like, okay, it makes sense for the character that she would do something like this or she would want to be with somebody like her who is into art and that likes uh, all kinds of, I, I guess, art, artistry. They're, they're both very similar in that aspect. But... Later on in the season, Cara Delevingne's character just kind of goes unhinged. She kind of just, she goes nuts, all right? She she starts trying to do crazy stuff. I, I can't even, I just found it so weird that they would, that she would even go so far as to recreate all of Mabel's past trauma, like shot for shot, recreating her whole apartment, I think, in her studio, dressing up as her and the blood and dressing somebody else up as bunny and it just like it was completely nuts i was like what in the world is going on here this is this is so messed up and at the end when they brought her in for the killer reveal party uh i thought it was it was a real fake for me because i thought it was actually her who was the killer but it wasn't it was just to reveal the other killer and I was completely like, whoa, I did not, I was like, yep, it is her. But why, you know, I wasn't thinking like, why are they doing it now? Or it's a fake or it's actually somebody else. I was kind of just like, that makes sense to me. You know, they, they got me, they tricked me. Uh, and I also wasn't really thinking about it too much. I was kind of just like, uh, this is it. You know, she, she figured it out and she kind of like got everybody to stop. You know, and I, I, I did, I did enjoy that. There's also, um, Michael Rappaport is in this, in this show, in this season. And at first I was kind of like, okay, he's the New York cop. He's kind of whatever. And then as the story went on and he was more and more involved than I thought he was, I was kind of like, well then this is the bad guy, right? This, he has to be, you know, this, I don't know how. A police officer gets away with doing, uh, helping a criminal in this case and is not the bad guy. But it turns out he was just an accessory. He was just like helping the bad guy do what they have to do so that way they could both benefit from it. They could both uh, get good jobs and careers and be famous and do really, you know, trick the whole world into thinking one thing when it was actually another thing. And uh, I did, I did like that. The the big surprise this season, actually, for me, was how much I liked Bunny. I uh, 
I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, they they have a whole se- episode dedicated to her on her last day, and I was kind of like, I wasn't I wasn't really that big of a fan of Bunny. She was just kind of like the grumpy old lady that owned the building and like just got in the way of the main characters. And they're just like she didn't offer anything. I felt all that much in the first season, so I was just kind of indifferent towards her. So when she died at the end, I was kind of like, okay, she's the she's the one who's holding uh, Martin Short's character hostage for not paying his rent or doing stuff with the building and whatnot. And when she died, I was just kind of like, oh, snap, she's dead. That's That sucks, but she's old and she was going to die anyways, right? But in, this, in the episode where they show her last day, I was kind of like, dang. She was she was a human being, you know. She was a person. She's not just some. Uh, obviously, she's a character, but like in my mind, I'm just like, man, she she had a life. She had things she could still do. She didn't have to go out like that, you know. And by the end of it, I'm like, I want her to be alive, but she's dead. That's that's very clear, from, you know, the beginning episodes and the replay over and over and Mabel's head of blood just being all over her and the finale from season one, and I just. I was, I felt, I felt, I teared up a little bit. I felt a little something for her. I was just like, man, she could be in Florida. She could still be the president of the building, you know? And that's why I kind of felt, felt for her. Throughout the whole episode, I was just kind of like, she has her own things that she likes to do. It's the little things. It's not so much the, the, the huge, like, fame and attention and whatnot. It's just about doing one thing and caring about it and enjoying it. Which is why I, I liked her for that. I felt like that was very real and very cool to people and had a certain relatability where it's like you have to have more than one thing that you're good at or that you enjoy because once you get to a certain age, you got to retire or you got to end it or you can't do it anymore. I imagine it's like how maybe football players feel or basketball players when they get to that age where it's like, I can't dunk like I used to. I can't play like I used to. The joints, my my body's broken. You know, any athlete really. They get to a certain age where it's just like, yeah, you're not, you're not there anymore. You're not it, and you have to find something else. You know, something else that you can really enjoy and be happy that you're doing, and not so focused on just one thing. I liked how she gave money to Ivan to pursue DJing. I thought that was very cool. Um, you know, what was she going to do with all that money, I guess? what That was her reasoning, but I thought that was really sweet of her. And it showed that she's not just, like, somebody who doesn't care or can't care. It's just that she's somebody who... She just lashes out at people. She pushes people away. She likes to keep them at a distance. And she just... She's just that kind of person. She's not really, uh... A people person, you know? But she has her moments where she cares about people. She f- pays attention to everybody. She's not just, you know, she's an observer. Uh, she she notices everybody in the building and she wants to know. So that way she can be a part of them. And that's one way that you kind of know that she cares about everybody in some way. You know, no matter, you know, their financial situation or how le- little they care about her or her aggressive demeanor towards people. It's just kind of, I thought that was really cool. 
that they they gave that to us. They showed that side of her character. I enjoyed that a lot. Um. To the other president of the, I guess the inner circle of the building. I, I forget what they're called. They're just like the board, the board of the building. You know, they have this big board, and Bunny was the president. And then it went to this pregnant lady who I forget her name. I I, I don't know why. I just I just refer to her as pregnant lady or baby lady or whatever. But she's pregnant and she's the new president of the building. And her death gives her the benefit of reconstructing and modernizing the building and making it fit for the 21st century. That's her like big project throughout the whole season is that like, I want to take over for Bunny and make it my own thing, you know, do it my own way. And it definitely got me I was kind of like yeah she could have done it pregnant lady murders old lady that kind of makes that kind of makes sense that's that's pretty cool you know she goes to prison but her baby is like I don't know stays with uh maybe the husband or whoever I, I, I don't know who but you know what I mean like that's kind of that's kind of weird and and interesting and fun but it didn't end up being her and I like that I like that they gave her proper motive and a reason for doing it, but she's not a killer, and she actually really respects Bunny. She was under her mentorship, and pregnant lady just took all of it in. You know, even while being pregnant, she was on top of everything. She was focused, and she was clear, and she understood her role. She wasn't trying to overstep. She was just like, this is the new way of life. You know, this is the way it has to be. Because she can't do it forever. And Bunny says this herself. She can't do it forever. She shouldn't. Somebody else should take over and make sure that everything's working in the building. And that's what makes Bunny's death so so sad. And also kind of like she had a lot to live for. She had a lot that she could still do. She could still participate in the building. Even if she wasn't president. And... When I saw her outside of uh, Steve Martin, Selena's, and Martin's um, apartment, kind of like wanting uh, companionship, wanting friendship, wanting to hang out on like her last day as being president. And she's so sad and she's like, and there's nothing else to do. And for her to like get the door slammed on her face and she's wearing the merch and she's crying and you're just like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And... I thought that just made her whole death just so so much more tragic. And I was just like, no, Bunny, Bunny, just live, you know, breathe. But obviously that wasn't the case. And so let's talk about it. The killer, the, the killer of this season, season two, was none other than Poppy something. I forget her last name, the fake name that she made. Because she is actually uh, Becky something else that I also forget but it goes back to Tina Fey's character from last season who was doing a murder podcast on these people on the main characters Selena and uh, Martin and Steve she was doing it on them and calling it only murderers in the building and she was just kind of like I I didn't like the way that she treated Poppy. I thought she was just like too harsh and mean and cruel. 
But at the same time, Poppy's the murderer. Poppy, Poppy did it. She, she forged the whole thing. She, first of all, she, she faked her own death, sort of. Uh, yeah, she, she faked her own death, and she con got the mayor of Oklahoma convicted, so that way she could get a job working for her favorite podcaster, which was Tina Fey's character, and that the whole elaborate plan was just kind of like sick and twisted, you know. Every step needed to include her committing crimes, you know. So for the first podcast that ended up being super successful, she had to get the mayor to be the killer. She had to fake somebody else's body's death to match up with hers to be her, sort of. She faked somebody's death, and that turned into the whole podcast, and that's how the scheme initially started, and that's how she got the job working for Tina Fey. But she needed another one. She couldn't just have a one-hit wonder. She needs to do it again and again and again to keep the whole podcast interesting and going and, and exciting. So when season one happens of Only Murders in the Building, they're like attracted to it. They're like, man, they got something here. We need something to top it. So Poppy frames Mabel for killing Bunny and she does everything in her power to try to make everybody guilty. She plants the murder weapon in Steve Martin's uh, apartment. She uses the knife from Martin Short's uh, knife collection or just like wherever he keeps his knives. And Selena is the main suspect. And all of these different things that just lead to her becoming the, the killer. I thought it was very, very interesting well, it was just a last-minute detail that just, like, at the end finally makes sense. Um, when they're doing their killer reveal party, they talk about the 14th Savage that was on the back of the painting that was drawn of Steve Martin's dad and the one who made the painting, Rose Cooper. And they kind of made the whole scene into the 14, meaning $14 million dollars. And the savage meaning uh, I, I honestly don't remember what they what they tied the savage to being um, 14 savage 14 million dollars and then savage being the person I guess I I'm, I'm a little I forget that part just a little bit but I liked it nonetheless how they tied it to that but it was actually from the sandwich the sandwich shop, uh, the Pickles Diner, or whatever, where Ivan works. Uh, because Poppy orders this terrible-sounding sandwich, this tuna and marmalade sandwich, or whatever it's called. A liver, liverwurst. It's liverwurst and marmalade sandwich. And it's just like, that's disgusting. That sounds horrible. But it's the only sandwich there, and she knows it because Poppy and her had a, had a meeting about the painting because she was going to use it to frame Selena Gomez's character, Mabel. And she ordered that sandwich again. And she's like one of the only people who does. So when they revealed that, that's how they knew. I was kind of like, cool, you know. And I liked how Tina Fey ended up becoming an ally in the end. I liked how uh, the, the killer reveal party happened. And when you're watching this show, you just get this kind of like 
goofiness, but the right amount of mystery. You know, it's it's goofy in the places it needs to be, and it's not goofy in the places that it has to be. You know, the the plot moves along very well, and I and I like it a lot. And the way that they ended this season is setting up the next one. Uh, we had a little Paul Rudd cameo. We had him, uh, Martin Short's character directing on Broadway. I thought it was really cool, and changing the whole setting to the death on stage in front of everybody in New York. I thought it was really cool, and it's and it's a bold choice to kill Paul Rudd because I don't think I don't think he's ever died in any movie that I can recall or any body of work that he's done. I think he's always been. Just pretty much the cool and happy-go-lucky fun guy, but in this one he's dead, and Steve Martin, Steve Martin's character kind of implies that he's not as good of a guy as people think. So I'm very interested for the season to come. I'm very interested in how this continues on forward. Um, I really, I really like this uh, because I'm a big fan of Steve Martin. I've watched him for a long time. I think he's really hilarious. Martin Short is very nostalgic for me. He was in that Santa Claus 3 movie uh, as Jack Frost and I thought that was kind of like, it was a part of my childhood, you know? So I, I definitely give him props for that and I think he's really funny as well. And Selena Gomez is uh, obviously another, a childhood crush, you know, still a crush that I have and she, she does a great job in this uh, and I think it was some of her best stuff yet. And I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait till next season. I don't know how long that'll take. Maybe just next year. I, I honestly don't know. But we'll see. I'm really excited. And uh, we'll get more Paul Rudd. We'll get more, hopefully more Tina Fey. Um, the Amy Schumer thing was kind of left up in the air. Uh, yeah, I think this is this was a great season overall. I, I can't really, right now, find like... Huge, huge, huge things to complain about, but I guess they're like little nitpicks, you know, you could do. But I really enjoyed it, and when you watch it, just enjoy it, and don't be like, try to put all the pieces of the puzzle together yourself. Just kind of just have fun and enjoy it, you know, like take it for what it is, I guess. But yeah, uh, I really ha hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, this episode. Go watch Only Murders in the Building. Season 1 and Season 2 on Hulu. And thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate it. Thank you.